0: Well thank you and good morning from me David Oliver or good afternoon or good evening if you're watching this online or on demand. It's great to be together isn't it online and especially lovely to have so many watching the live stream who are not normally members or attendees at Hub Church. You're especially welcome and just to let you know before we start if you would like details about some of the other things that happen online. So we have this Sunday live streaming, but there's stuff for kids, there's daily video broadcasts with interviews with interesting people, there's online socials, especially handy, by the way, if you're feeling the effects of loneliness, and there are opportunities for online prayer together if you fancy doing prayer with other folks, but if you would like prayer confidentially just for you and one of your situations, perhaps, then there's space to organize an online prayer session just for you with one of our pastoral team It's dead easy just email connect at hubcommunitychurch.org you see it on the screen and one of the team will send you an information pack and a timetable and if you want them to they'll make contact with you if you want to make it dead easy for yourself just put connect at hubcommunitychurch.org in the email address line and in the subject line just put timetable and one of the team will sort that out for you now today's talk is part of a series talking about Bible heroes people of faith see how quickly you can guess mine as soon as you think you're sure you can type it away in the chat box let's see who gets there first shall we my hero spent more time with Jesus than anybody else in the Bible had an unexpected encounter with an angel somewhere between the age of 13 to 19. She was widowed reasonably early on in her marriage. She was bereaved, losing her eldest son in the most brutal and shocking way imaginable. She appeared quite competent, skilled even, at writing exquisite praise poetry, and she either sung it or recited it. She was integral to and a fundamental part of one of the most effective and powerful prayer meetings ever experienced under lockdown situations. And she shaped the life of the most senior New Testament church leader. She also, and this is the big giveaway, which is why I left it to the end, had an unexpected and unplanned pregnancy. Now, you must have guessed by now, that my hero is Mary, the mother of Jesus. And it's interesting, in the charismatic and evangelical world, it's very rare to hear a talk ever about Mary. And I get it. I think the main reason is that in the Catholic Church tradition, she's become an object of faith, an object of prayer and devotion. And many of us feel deeply uncomfortable with that. But there is so much good to be learned, and that's why I've chosen her as my person of faith for today's talk. She's not an object of our faith, and she'd be the first probably to revolt at such a notion, but she is an outstanding example of faith. And there are three or four observations about Mary I'm going to make that will help us in our response to COVID and our post-COVID world. You'll remember if you've watched the daily videos that I've been doing, we look at four stages of handling a trauma, an unexpected lifetime event, uh, like COVID and like 9-11 and the four steps came out of 9-11 there is falter there is survive I think falter we did that shock and trauma in the beginning survive we work through our fears and then it's revive and I'm not sure we're quite there but we're getting there I think before we finally thrive and those four steps or stages or phases are a really helpful way of calibrating our journey and I want to link today's message about mary particularly with the revive and thrive response as we come out of lockdown and go into our new normal now when i said mary the mother of jesus i wonder what actually popped into your mind in fact as i'm saying it now why don't you type away on the chat function just type up what you saw the moment i said mary the mother of jesus and it's interesting because many of us When we think of Mary, think of her as a woman, but her journey started as a girl. And no one knows for sure, the Bible doesn't tell us precisely, but most scholars believe that Mary was a teenager, somewhere between the age of 13 and 19 years old, when she almost bursts into history, and certainly bursts into the pages of Scripture. So let me read some words. You'll see them on screen. You'll find them in your Bible, in the New Testament, in the Gospel of Luke. So in the New Testament, it goes Matthew, Mark, Luke, then John. So it's the third book, chapter 1, verses 30 to 34. The angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, you've found favor with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son, and you are to call him Jesus. He will be great. He will be called the Son of the Most High, the Lord God will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over Jacob's descendants forever. His kingdom will never end. How will this be? Mary asked the angel, since I am a virgin. And my first point is this don't underestimate the possibility of encounters with God and young people. We see it elsewhere in scripture, for example, teenagers Joseph and Daniel, where God speaks pretty powerfully at a pretty young age. But this is God himself using an angel to enroll a teenage young woman into a mission-critical, ultra-significant role in his ultimate plan for the human race. Salvation for the whole world lies in this angelic encounter with a teenage girl. And folks, as we pray for our young people during COVID and during our emergence eventually from it, could it be that there will be some of our young people, maybe some of you young people watching me right now from your bedroom or maybe together with your families in a kitchen, a dining room or a lounge where God might just speak? I'd love to encourage Rhoda and the wonderful team doing our kids and youth to believe for God to speak and to encourage our young folks to believe that God can and quite likely will speak during our own unique period of history. I want to ask that we think about this. Our young people, our families in Hub church, their children, will look back on this experience as a deeply significant moment, a deeply defining moment, in their own history of growing up most of us adults never had a defining moment like this in our lives at all let alone in our teenage lives and at the time of Mary's encounter with the angel it was an encounter in a time of distress the jewish people were in a period of occupation by the romans it was a lockdown a different kind of lockdown grant you but nonetheless a troubling environment a limited environment with an uncertain future for young and old alike we saw our own queen on ve day describe the outlook as bleak the end distant the outcome uncertain she also said don't lose hope never give up but i quote those words because for our young people this is a deeply impacting probably once in a lifetime experience for them and I want us to encourage our young people to hear from God and let's pray for them to emerge from this COVID-19 experience with a positive recall knowing and experiencing God in the midst of all the challenges and frustrations and to parents and leaders alike let's be open to hear what God might be saying about the future from our young ones. The second point is Mary had a heart like iron filings. <laughs> now I'll explain myself in a moment. But if an angel stopped by your house this afternoon or met you in a dream and out of the blue said to you, Greetings, you who are highly favoured. The Lord is with you. What would my response be? What would your response be? I mean, think about it with me. Would you go ahead and share it on Facebook? Would you call Andy or margie and say look i'd like to give testimony i've met with god i've met some christians who are incredibly blasé as they talk about seeing angels and broadcasting when they feel they've heard something profound from god there are times frankly when to me at least that feels so presumptuous so arrogant and i think it reveals a heart that's missing something but not mary mary's response was to be greatly troubled at his words. And she wondered what kind of greeting this might be. She was greatly troubled. That's a genuinely humble response, isn't it? Gabriel has to respond, do not be afraid. You have found favor with God. You will be with child. Encounters with angels in scripture with godly men and women did not bring out the blase. They didn't big it up. And by and large, those encounters, almost without exception, brought fear. And that response in Scripture seems to be indicative of a heart posture that without knowing it or without thinking about it is all ready to respond to God's intervention. So from this highly appropriate first response, Mary then asks a totally appropriate question. Now, remember, she's young, but she's not stupid. She knows how babies are made, and she knows she's not been with a man. So she says, how will this be, since I'm a virgin? Now, it's not a deep theological question. There's no amazing insight. There's no request for a sign, and there's no objection. In fact, after getting over her fear, her response is staggeringly wonderful. I am the Lord's servant. May your word to me be fulfilled. It's a staggering response. Why? Because her reputation would be at stake. Her husband-to-be might want nothing more to do with her, and yet she consents to respond as a servant of the Lord. And I think already something in the heart of this incredible young woman is lining itself behind the purpose of God, As the words are coming out of the angel's mouth, not doubting it, not questioning it with the why, but with the how. And as the answer comes, unbelievable as it must have seemed so utterly outside of what her paradigm was, her mind must have been racing in that shock. Her neat, ordered, planned, godly life, full of aspirations probably, is about to be blown by the Holy Spirit into massive change putting post-covid change into perspective but already it seems her heart and her will are ready it's like the instant the magnet of god's voice hovers over her her heart moves like iron filings do when a magnet is held over them it's like a dance that submits in a response to a heavenly father and it's instant and i don't know what went on in heaven at the moment it's pure speculation but The hosts of heaven may well have been standing on tiptoe, waiting, hanging on every moment, watching for every movement, waiting for the next few words, words which would open or close the door to a plan of salvation from heaven to earth. A door that, if opened, would allow God to step onto the earth and into the womb of a woman on that earth. Long planned in the heart and mind of God, but now hinging on a teenage girl and her response. And what a response. I am the Lord's servant. Mary answered, may it be to me as you have said. Then the angel left her. (laughs) Thanks, Gabriel. What? No instructions, no baby book, no 30-year plans? interesting. 30 years later, Mary's son Jesus would teach us to pray as we've just learned. In our online series to pray every day your kingdom come your will be done on earth as it is in heaven 30 plus years later Mary's son Jesus would say with power seek first the kingdom of God now we'll never know if it was Mary who taught those priorities to Jesus it may well have been but long before those words were immortalized in Scripture by her son Isn't it interesting, that is how Mary lived, a heart set to do God's will first, even when it was completely outside of her experience, her preference, her opinions, her paradigm, her self-belief, her dreams, and her hopes. Mary would choose it, live it, without knowing the full cost, and yet still be ready to pay a high price because of it, and be blessed by God during it. And I have no doubt, Mary had opinions, longings, preferences, and maybe even dreams, perhaps, that in that moment were 100%, absolutely, unequivocally laid down. As we come out of COVID, eventually, what's the dominant thought in your mind and my mind? Is it our preferences, our opinions, our dreams? I want to ask you this. I want to, if you'll allow me, challenge you with this in your heart and mind are we actually just wanting it all over so we can go back to work life and church as it used to be or can we let phil's challenge to us last week be a reality that we do not miss this moment this defining experience this covid19 experience we've been through together will sooner or later call for a response from each of us as individuals and as a church? And as we keep praying and keep asking God, can we learn from Mary to have a heart attitude that's already like iron filings, that intentionally has postured our own hearts, that as the magnetic pull of God comes near our heart, our lives will line up in response. May it be to me, as you have said. And then we discover in the next few verses, that after this encounter with Gabriel, Mary takes her first step in faith. She hurried, the scripture says, to meet Elizabeth. Now Gabriel had indicated to Mary that Elizabeth would be pregnant, and it was like a first step, a tiny step of faith by Mary, responding immediately with what was the tiniest fragment of revelation she had been given. In the scripture, we read Mary gets a huge promise. We've read it, He will be great. He will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father David. A huge promise and yet no instructions. No 33-year plan laid out with clear step-by-step instructions where to take him, how to teach him, what to do with him, what career to give him. Just the tiniest fragment of Revelation. And she hurries to encounter God in that tiny fragment. It is the next step and she hurries to take it. Now hurry implies intent, determination, will set. And in the process she gets her next surprise. Elizabeth, as Mary enters the house, gets filled with the spirit and actually shouts at her, blessed are you among women and blessed is the child you will bear. But why am I so favoured? And John the forerunner of Mary's baby leaps for joy in the womb at the sound of Mary's faith-filled voice. And Mary's heart in response, full of the Spirit, begins to sing or recite a prophetic hymn or a prophetic response. By the way, if any of you find yourselves thinking, writing poetry, singing songs, put it online. Put it on your iPhone video and let's share it on Sundays. But here's my point. Taking this first step, small step, affirms for herself and through others, affirms that what God has said will be accomplished. Elizabeth says to her, blessed is she who has believed that what the Lord has said will be accomplished. This first tiny step, tiny though it was, was Mary's first opportunity to put faith into action, belief in action, brings blessing, produces praise, song, poetry. And of course, Mary must have wondered about what the future was to look like. What should she do? What steps should she take? But as is often the case for all of us, when God does speak, we look for, ask for, hope for the whole picture, a set of plans, the whole journey mapped out. But the reality is, in both scripture and life, When God speaks in some significant way and we want to follow with a submissive response, there is often only a tiny fragment of revelation that gives us the next step. If we look for the whole picture and keep looking for that, we're likely to miss the next step and even miss the process of God, which is actually in that single next step. It's been an interesting observation doing interviews for the daily broadcast on Faith and Corona I started looking for, hoping for, in my interviews, a singular prophetic word that would show us all clearly what God might be doing or saying. And we simply have not had that. However, early on in those broadcasts, two people unrelated in this context, Dave Richards and Tony Gray, both shared how God had spoken to them in December, alerting them to the fact that in the coming year, I'm doing a new thing, and as it springs forth... Will you not perceive it? And as individuals, as a church, as we expectantly ask God for his will post-lockdown, as we endeavor individually and together to perceive it, let's look out for that first step, which may be disguised in a fragment of Revelation, but taking that next step, both individually and as a church, like Mary hurrying to meet Elizabeth, may be all it needs to activate faith and kickstart the fullness of the new journey that God is bringing to birth and finally Mary handled broken dreams nearly 30 years before Simeon had prophesied over Jesus but at the same time prophesied to Mary that a sword would pierce her heart doubly poignant because it was the physical heart of her son that was pierced but such was her love for him it would metaphorically pierce hers some of you here today in fact many know what it is in some measure to have broken dreams broken hopes even broken promises there will be some today including jill and myself and our family who've had dreams shattered by the unexpected and traumatic death of a loved one even in her darkest of hours Mary spent her time with Jesus. She's at the cross with two other Marys and the disciple John. And before Jesus utters his very last words from the cross, he says to Mary, Dear woman, here is your son. And to John he says, Here is your mother. And from that time on, John took her to his home. The last act of Jesus is to provide for Mary, his mum. And she handles the toughest of all moments, the toughest of all broken dreams, And it's in the provision of Jesus. Whatever your broken dreams today, this morning, you can turn to Jesus, confident he will reach out to you and strengthen you for the journey ahead. But listen up, please. Jesus could not and did not change the reality, the pain-filled reality for Mary. But he could provide and he could strengthen. Now, whether it's related to COVID or not, we can come to Jesus today with our broken dreams and the likelihood is he will not change the reality of the situation. But he will, if we give him space, speak comfort and provision. And then instead of being swallowed by our broken dream, perhaps like Mary in her grief, we can join the other disciples and pray from our broken heartedness for his kingdom to come. Our final tiny glimpse into Mary's journey in the book of Acts Finds the bereaved mother of Jesus, together with his siblings and his disciples in an upper room, praying together. And it's from that prayer meeting that the future is born. It's from that prayer meeting that the day of Pentecost comes, the church is born, the Holy Spirit is poured out, and rapid global growth is begun. From the broken dreams, from the past promises of God, and from the young woman who heard from heaven as a teenager whose heart was fixed and intent on doing the will of God who took the first step in faith from the tiniest fragment of revelation without remotely seeing the whole picture who took her broken dreams to Jesus and in the pain and distress found powerful response as she prayed into the future remember as we pray just now if you want To talk about today's message, or if you want the online timetable, online prayer, online social times, just email connect at hubcommunitychurch.org. Father, I pray our young people will hear you. I pray you would tenderize our hearts, every one of us, so that like iron filings respond to the magnetic pull, our hearts would respond to the tiniest sweep of our lives by the magnet of God's word i pray we would have hearts fixed and intent on doing the will of god and that from the tiniest fragments of revelation we would take our first steps and together we would pray into our post covid future thanks for listening and joining us amen and god bless